0: Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. I'm joined today by Melissa Gonzalez, who is with Enlace Television, and uh, she is in Costa Rica. That's where she lives. It's great to have you, Melissa.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: We are wondering, you know, what's going on uh, around the world with the Canadian Freedom Convoy. Have you guys heard about it?
1: Yes, we have. I think the whole, whole world is watching what's happening in Canada. Um, as I was mentioning, we were kind of surprised. We weren't expecting this a lot from Canada, I think. Um, in Traditionally, we know it's a very liberal country, uh, and the conservative voice has not been very loud. Uh, I think there's the perception that uh, if the Canadians are angry about this and are fighting for their rights, maybe we should too in the rest of the world. And it, it's very empowering, and it's very it gives us a lot of hope to see what's happening, and we want to see what comes out of it
0: yeah that's that's probably very true we're, we're known to being so nice and uh now you're in costa rica there and uh, what what's it like there like none of us know are there mandates or is there what's happening how are they handling this
1: yeah so here in costa rica and, and in latin america vaccination rollouts have been a little slower than in, in the more developed countries um we started vaccination last year and we are starting to the for the third dose for uh, senior citizens in most of the country. And then also vaccination for children between five and 12 years old is starting to be made available a first dose. Uh, They have been trying to implement vaccination mandates where uh, places that accept people can choose to have either 50% capacity or full capacity if they require a vaccine, like a vaccine passport. Um, We have a QR code that's being made available to people to show proof of vaccination. However, the process for that QR code generation hasn't been very streamlined. People who, at the very beginning, they were saying, if you have the means to go get your vaccine in the States or in another country, do so, because the government is being a little more slow in terms of the vaccination process. So they were urging people to do that, and if they did, now it's very difficult to get the QR code. So there was um, an appellation made, uh, legally, stating that that was unconstitutional. this type of, of measure that they were requesting the QR code to be able to enter place. and so that that law is still not official um each commerce can choose if they want to request that or not but it's not at a federal level mandated yet because that's still in the court to be decided the most heartbreaking and sad kind of uh, a goal that they that the government has put in us is that they have made the, the COVID vaccine part of the protocol for vaccinations that are required for children and by law here certain vaccines that are within that protocol that the Ministry of Health determines, um, parents are obligated to vaccin- vaccinate their children with those. If the parent refuses, there is a whole process that can that can be undergone where, where the government can take custody of the child to vaccinate him. So it, it hadn't happened yet because the process would be that the parents are notified by a legal means that their child will be taken into custody if they refuse to put the vaccination. Um, however, and that hadn't happened yet, However, just last week, we had a big case of a six-year-old boy who was taken to the public hospital here uh, for an asthma attack, and his mother did not want to vaccinate him. He did not have any conditions that that requested him to be vaccinated at that specific time. Um, And his mother said that she was even, made aggressions towards her to force vaccinate her child, and he was vaccinated, and that's caused quite an uproar here. Uh, I can't imagine the trauma for the little kid and seeing his mom physically fight Uh, The government, like the the public hospital officials, trying to force vaccinate him uh, and and effectively giving him that first dose
0: in Costa Rica. What what's it like in government? You guys have constitutional rights, freedoms. How how is it set up?
1: Yeah, we have um, our constitution, and then also we have like a a senate where laws are passed, but they can't uh, go against whatever the constitution says. So there's a it's called a Sala Cuarta where you can put like a a constitutional. appeal, I guess, it's something that's unconstitutional. So it's another entity to which you can appeal. And actually, that is where this issue of the QR codes is right now being um, discussed to see if it's available, like it continues forward or not. And that's why it's been paused now. So that's um, where we're kind of holding on to and hoping for a good result on the elections on Sunday and that uh, we can move forward right now. Um, the government, the current government that's been uh, for eight years, we have two terms now that this party is in power and they are more Uh, Left leaning, I would say, Uh, than our. We had normally had only two parties governed for like since the 40s in Costa Rica. And just eight years ago, a new party uh, came to be in power. And and yeah, and that's where we are right now. So we're hoping um, to change a little in these coming elections. and, And hopefully these restrictions will change as well.
0: Wow. So then in Costa Rica, what are, is there a large group that are, really concerned about their freedom and that they should make the choice, not the government?
1: Yes, there is. It's um, it's not, I think right now it's starting to become a little bigger. Um, the, the opposition that is fighting against this, we are in the middle. We have our general elections on, on Sunday, our presidential elections. So of course this has become a very politicized issue. Uh, and a lot of the focus is on on that and like the protests have gone down a bit, uh, but this particular situation with the underage child, the six year old boy uh, did raise some protests. And I know there were some, some protests as well on Sunday. Uh, over the weekend, which is the weekend right before the elections, when everyone is normally taking out pamphlets and 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 right promoting their candidate, uh, now people are, are talking about this issue and and very scared as to how this was passed so quickly without people's um, knowledge uh, and and it was kind of like this loophole within the law that states if, if this is part of this list of uh, vaccines, it can automatically be required like that. So so yeah. So it, while we were focusing on the the COVID restrictions, the QR code and these other things, uh, in the meantime. You know, now it's mandatory for children.
0: At first, we were all in the same boat going, what is going on when we first heard about the virus and we want to know, uh, you know, what we can do. But then when they started censoring data and when scientists and leading doctors around the world begin to speak up against it, um, against lockdowns, against the vaccines, uh, against this, you know, what the government is doing, uh, they censored it, took it off social media. If you even talked against the rhetoric uh, of the government, uh, people would attack and malign you and make you look foolish, as though they've got it all figured out. You just tell that you don't know anymore what the data is. Is it accurate because there's so much misinformation? Here, we no longer trust mainstream media. Because they're just. Uh, are you? What are you finding with media there?
1: Yes, it's it's kind of the same, and a lot of the the rhetoric that is used in mainstream media when they refer to the anti-vaccine, as they call call the, the group that is fighting for liberty, that is fighting not necessarily against the vaccine, but against the mandated vaccine or restrictions that don't make sense or that the data doesn't necessarily support. Um, it's the same that they're they're seen as the conspiracy theorists, as the crazy ones, as the ignorance, um, as the people that are going against what science is telling us and what the experts are recommending. Um, so so I think that the the general uh, position and attack against these segments is the same. Uh, and for some reason, mainstream media, I think in Latin America, as well as in the States, and I'm, and I'm hearing now Canada, is controlling that story of saying, you know, no, you're the, the ignorance that's putting everyone else at risk. Uh, whereas we're the ones that are loving our neighbor and are being uh, vaccinated and are doing the responsible thing. Um, but I think it's also a sense uh, of the concept of liberty and a bodily autonomy as well. Uh, I, I was reading the other day something that I didn't really think about. As you said, at the beginning, we were all just like, okay, this is what we need to do. We'll wear our masks, we'll stay at home. Um, we didn't understand everything. And I think we were in, in panic mode, <laughs> um, the, the government as well as the citizens. But then what about now? What about this generation of of children that are being raised and seeing that it's normal for the government to tell you what to put into your body, that it's normal for the government to tell you until what time you can be out of your home, what places you can visit and what places you can't. How dangerous is that for the, the notion that they have about their liberties and about the scope of where the government can intervene. And I hadn't really thought of that before, but it's really dangerous and setting a precedent for an entire generation that I think is we need to stop. And we're seeing that it doesn't really stop, right? You get vaccinated, but then boosters will probably be required. And how, when, where does it stop? Um, and, and then again, if the vaccine is so efficient I and mean, it's so good, then, then a, a good campaign that will prove to people and show the data of how effective it is should be enough to, for them to make their minds. Um, why do you need a mandate to to make sure that people comply with this? if it's that good for society and and for uh, to for us to get over this pandemic or or flatten the curve? And we've seen that it hasn't really happened with vaccination. So so I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of fear in the message that's being shared, and people are responding sadly to that very well. But now, as time passes and as we see these types of peaceful protests, and as people start doing more research on their own, uh, I think their eyes are open to the importance of fighting for our freedom. Whether you are vaccinated or not, whether you are choosing to or not, that's not the issue here. The issue is that people, uh, people's freedoms are respected.
0: Do you find there in Costa Rica that there is a group who are so afraid that they believe the rhetoric that only vaccines will save us, and then there's a group that don't they want the freedom to say no is it dividing families businesses is there, is there a real divide taking place between the two groups
1: i don't think so as much you know i, I actually think uh, weirdly enough that the that the majority of people don't agree with the restrictions but they're very like conformists and saying oh what, what can we do about it right um but there's i don't think in general people agree or think it's right or think it's even effective uh the 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 restrictions that we have right now um and and yeah and so people um know that if you want to go into a place you have to we do have mask mandates that they're normally at 50 percent capacity um this thing with the qr code is what has caused the most uh opposition but but people don't generally i at least between my friends and family there's no one that says like yes we're doing the right thing and this is right and we should just obey uh they they are aware that it's probably not going to work, but it's what the government's saying, so we'll stay with it. And then there's the group that is wanting to um, stand up and protest and fight against this as well.
0: Now, is there travel into Costa Rica? Like, can people still go there for holidays?
1: Yes, that's a big thing. Um, Costa Rica is one of the, our biggest industry sectors is tourism, and we do have uh, travel available to for people to come here without having to show uh, their their proof of vaccination um, or, or having a uh, test um sorry, uh, a PCR test proving that they are COVID negative. Um, so a lot of people people are wanting to travel to Costa Rica as they're seeing the restrictions. Um, I do know that many people are not wanting to make like long-term investments here in the country. People, a lot of people retire here or they build secondary homes here. Um, and then we have heard that some people are saying, oh no, the government is starting to put more mandates and more restrictions and they're wanting this QR code. We're reconsidering whether or not to to go to Costa Rica. But then there's also this whole other side of, Okay, you're putting these restrictions on people and wanting our children to be first vaccinated, um, and yet we're allowing tourists to come in here uh, who are not necessarily vaccinated with with their um, negative negative tests as well. So, uh, so it's it's a little contradictory as well.
0: Yeah. So a lot of this kind of stuff has come to a head in Canada with the Freedom Convoy, and it really has um, it is we think it's waking people up that we need to get back to normal. How do you guys see, is it on TV channels there or social media? How does Costa Rica see the freedom convoy? Are they watching it where?
1: Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is on on social media. Um, What you'll hear mostly in like the mainstream media is um, that these, these protests are not necessarily peaceful, that they are maybe related to white supremacists or these other like negative taints that have been which is the usual rhetoric, right, against anything conservative is saying, oh, you're a racist or you're yeah. a white supremacist. Um, and we hear it over and over and I think we can recognize it now, um, but that's kind of still the message that is trying to be um, shown on mainstream media. However, on social media, on I, I follow you guys' account, and I'm being made aware of what's happening and the lives and seeing how it's all very peaceful um, and people really just wanting to stand up for their freedom. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know if people, how, how much exposure that has here, Um, But I think because we're so used to seeing censored information now, we're so used to seeing that um, mainstream media is showing certain statistics, but not others. uh, People are beginning to question. So we're not believing everything we're seeing in the news related to COVID. And I think people are being very inspired to what's happening. And as I said, like very surprised that it's coming from Canada and saying, okay, maybe there's, there's something to this. Maybe there's more we can do.
0: One of the things we're noticing is that many of the other countries uh, who maybe can't afford vaccines or are not there yet? There's many other things people can do to make their immune rise up. There's other ways to protect or to help you through this virus other than a vaccination. Are there any countries that are doing some of that?
1: I'm not sure. I do know, like a, a lot of alternative medicine um, is is being shared, and and we even have uh, a person, a doctor from Dominican Republic, who is all on our. Program and he's always sharing what types of uh, things you can make with herbs or es- 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 essences and different um, medications that you can take to try to increase your immune system for your defenses, but also if you are, um, are COVID positive, That can help the process of recuperation as well um a lot of this focus has been get the vaccine and and get it for people and there's i think very little effort to be made to how you can recover from the disease if you do get positive like finding a cure instead of just um the vaccine and and that and we're seeing that people are still getting positive even after being vaccinated so so we do see an interest in that um and then also here like in for instance in costa rica it's it's maybe a little easier than in the states to get access to certain medications that have been that we know that can help support you if you are COVID positive and and to be able to recover more quickly so that is uh, an effort that's being made though officially like the government and that we have socialized medicare they they're not recommending that medication but it's it's easier to obtain it and everyone has a friend who's a doctor who can give you the prescription and and get that medicine
0: very cool well man it's great to be talking to you and it's good to hear your voice again and uh... And to see what's going on over there. So thank you for being with us today. And no,
1: uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's it's we're all eyes are on, on Canada right now, and we're we're hoping you have a good outcome on this and that we can inspire other countries to do something similar as well.
0: Well, what's nice is that when the eyes of the world go onto a nation because of something like a freedom convoy, it makes every leader begin to recognize I'm now under a microscope what I say, what I do, and so that alone is a really important thing. You know, and the one thing I'll say before we go is when you look at uh, the video, when things like that happen and people gather at like Parliament Hill, there is so many people who are smiling, making food, looking after each other, and that's good for Canada because the tension, the division, the fear, fear always leads to anger. You know, and so we've got a lot of that across our nation. And so to see an entire group of people who are, being kind and friendly and shoveling the sidewalk and feeding people for free is just been a breath of fresh air. And it's bringing so much hope to people. We wanna go back to freedom. And so I pray that's the direction that your country goes. Well, Melissa, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, it was my pleasure and very nice hearing from you. Talk to you soon. All right,
0: bye. Return to Reason is supported by our fans. We are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders. The need for media with integrity is more important than ever. Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.